Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Blog Talk Radio. Lucid's Trust a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, the wisdom teachings of the ages, part two. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to give a little credit to Alice Bailey and say a few words about her. Alice Bailey is the founder of Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and those 24 volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is from Natalie Banks, a longtime student of Alice Bailey. And I quote, The constant reappearance of the ageless wisdom handed down from remote times has been compared in symbol to a golden thread, a spiritual lifeline waxing and waning in clarity from century to century. If the ageless wisdom has always been with humanity, why don't more people know about it? Why does it seem to be so hidden? It's not exactly hidden. It's um, maybe a better word is concealed or veiled, not by any... um, um, efforts on its own part, but by the veils that exist in our own minds and our our own perceptions, we create the veil. We create the um, unreadiness for the ageless wisdom by our ignorance. We being we human beings, and um, I think this idea that human beings are getting smarter and smarter, which is so uh, much an assumption today. It's true in the sense of the growing literacy of the population and the intellectual advancement. Yes, we know a great deal more now. The gifts of science, technology are just wonderful. But at the same time, I think there's a sense within more spiritually oriented people that something has been lost. 
that once was the province of humanity. And this is um, what I think lies in the reverence for mythology and legends. Uh, most cultures have myth and legend that they draw upon for explaining um, their view of the world and the spiritual or origins uh, behind the, the outer world. And in fact, the great invocation that closes each of these programs speaks of restoring the plan on earth, restoration of something that had once been with us. But the, the hidden aspect of the Ageless Wisdom has to do with the fact that humanity, I think, has turned its attention to the outer planes of life as it had to do. Early human beings were more engrossed in um, uh, just survival and created a kind of a mythology for interpreting forces in the natural world world that they didn't understand intellectually. Then with the growing scientific knowledge, maybe humanity's orientation naturally had to be focused on the outer levels. And it wasn't until the last century, well, the next to last century, the late 19th century that the great teacher Blavatsky brought the ageless wisdom back to human uh, awareness. So this is a fairly recent return of this perennial strain, isn't it? Yes, it's been with humanity. Uh, These teachings have been available, let's say, in some form uh, for ever since uh, human beings began to walk the face of the earth. And uh, it, <clears throat> they are brought forth into human consciousness as human consciousness is able to understand. And that's the key, I think. Uh, as we are able to grasp and use these teachings, this wisdom teachings and mysteries, uh, we are given them. We are given them as we are able to use them correctly and, and uh, rightly. And uh, because there have been too many times in the past human history when uh, this knowledge of the ageless wisdom has been misused and misused badly. And, um, of course, Atlantis is a case in point mm-hmm. when uh, so much of the, uh, the knowledge, the, the um, inner spiritual knowledge and about the forces of nature was handed uh, to them on a platter, so to speak. Literally, yes. Yeah. I mean, and this is all written up in the Bailey books. Um, it was um, handed, it was given to the people as a way of inducing their desire nature. But um, after a while, it became uh, the, uh, the, the uh, initiates at the time gained knowledge of the, of the uh, rituals of the... Uh, Mantrams and of the power of the of the forces and energies of the uh, that could be uh, in, invoked by these ancient uh, rituals, and uh, so they misused it, and that brought down the whole civilization. One sideline to that isn't the existence of the pyramids still a mystery to modern science? They can't really figure out how those enormous stones, mm-hmm. those blocks of stone were put in place. Mm-hmm. And suppo- right. Yeah, but supposedly uh, in Atlantean times they had a knowledge of uh, vibration and sound uh, that enabled them to move those stones into place. 
Whether or not that's true, that's a, a, an indication of the kind of thing you're talking about, that they used to know stuff that we don't know now. But it's, it's going to be, uh, we'll, we'll be able to recover because that, that knowledge and um, because the uh, Bailey books uh, indicate that in time, in a few hundred years perhaps, we will regain that knowledge of uh, vibration and the use of sound in, in levitation. And that's uh, one of the ways that they um, apparently did all this heavy lifting back in the Of course, days. you could also say that we've already recaptured that knowledge through scientific progress, and we figured out using the, the lower mind and the brain um, how to um, manipulate um, um, objects on the physical plane that didn't require supernatural powers. Mm -hmm. well, we yes. came through the back end of experience and experiment. We, we sort of do that now. Every time you get into an airplane, yes. you, you overcome the force of gravity that's by a, the um, ingenious <laughs> genius of the design of the airplane wing. Yeah. And so that's we, levitating. <laughs> yeah, in, in a sense. way. But there are other ways too. But uh, and those secrets, uh, the revelation of those secrets. Uh, will be forthcoming in time. But this is an example of how what is a mystery teaching in, for one period and for one um, aspect of humanity becomes common knowledge and scientific knowledge for a later generation. Mm -hmm. It's progressive, <clears throat> the Ageless Wisdom. And we're still at a stage where we are probably not ready to receive and use this knowledge uh, in a right way. And uh, you only have to look at the, um, re the revelation of the atomic energy mm -hmm. and what we did with the with the secrets of atomic energy. Once we gain knowledge of how to use that energy, what do we do? The first thing we did was make a bomb, and so uh, <clears throat> it could be said that that's using knowledge in a not so nice way. I wouldn't want um, listeners to think that the ageless wisdom is about uh, the manipulation of forces for physical plane um, reasons. The real ageless wisdom and the real mystery teaching has to do with an understanding of what the human being is. And uh, the Delphic Oracle summed it all up when he said, Man, know thyself, and thou shalt know the universe. To know oneself is perhaps the biggest mystery of all. And that's why one of the major guidebooks, we could say, of the Ageless Wisdom is the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, which we mentioned in the program last week. He was an ancient uh, teacher uh, in India. Of, they aren't sure when he lived, perhaps 10,000 years ago. They really don't know. He was the first to write down for um, lasting um, education these sacred principles about the science of the self. And uh, those yoga sutras are a kind of a handbook on how to gain access to the ageless wisdom. It's not just handed to one, and this is why you have to learn to... You have to avail yourself of it by preparing yourself. You have to become ready and you have to develop the powers of recognition. There are things right in front of us today that we don't see. There are truths in front of us that we don't even recognize. We can all probably think of examples of that. Well, 
apply that to the ageless wisdom and there are sacred spiritual truths staring us in the face because uh, the, Alice Bailey said all that is is ever present we just don't see it right and uh, as it also says that um, uh, most everything is in the form of a symbol Mm-hmm. And behind each symbol, there is a basic spiritual idea. And so what is working out in the world are these very deep ideas, but they get translated by the human, the limitations of the human mind into ideals, and uh, then they are stepped down, and sometimes they become idols. So you have this progression from idea to ideal, to idol. And uh, that's uh, one of the uh, great things about the teachings of the sutras of Patanjali because it it gives you a technique to find the teachings behind the symbols. Yes, his techniques (laughs) emphasize two things in particular. Meditation, because that develops the power to um, intuit symbols and to see behind them. Uh, and also to control the mind. Meditation is fundamentally a means of controlling and marshalling the forces of the mind. And he also taught the value of spiritual reading. And by that I don't mean owning a lot of spiritual books and reading them. It's the ability, like you say, to see a symbol and to probe its significance and to see what is behind it, to see the subjective realm behind the outer form Uh, because everything in the outer world is symbolic of an inner condition that's what enables one to gain access to this um, ancient wisdom according to Patanjali for those people who just tuned in you're listening to Inner Sight and we have an offer today from Lucis Publishing Company and it's called The The Golden Thread by Natalie Banks Natalie Banks is a longtime student of Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of Lucy's Trust, and she wrote the 24 volumes of literature that we explore every week. Now, the special offer comes in the form of free shipping and handling, so you can get the book, The Golden Thread, by Natalie Banks. Uh, and actually, it's a way of exploring this topic, The Ageless Wisdom, further. If you take a look at The Golden Thread, you'll find out much more about The Ageless Wisdom that we're discussing today. And this brief but remarkably expansive view of the Ageless Wisdom traces its origins to ancient world religions and myths, both of the East and the West, and its development throughout history. The book is an excellent introduction to the Ageless Wisdom wisdom as written in the 24 books by Alice Bailey. To order, send a check or money order to Lucis Publishing, Lucis is L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And mention uh, that you heard about the Golden Thread and about, and about the offer on uh, Inner Sight. Uh, once again, to uh, to order the book, you have to send a check or money order, $6, to Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. If you'd like to order... Uh, books, cassette tapes of the radio shows, uh, a schedule of our meditation meetings, or a package of general information, you can contact us at 1-866-695-8247. That's 
695-8247 in the general package of information. You'll find out a lot of information about Lucis Trust. Uh, the easy way to remember the uh, phone number is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. Our website is www.lucistrust.org. And there's also a lot of information on the website about LUCIS Trust. And you can also uh, listen to uh, our previously archived library of radio shows on that website. Um, our topic for today, once again, for those people who just tuned in, is The Wisdom Teachings of the Ages, Part 2. I was uh, thinking about what you said, Sarah, and I was just uh, also thinking, what, what does Patanjali, or Alice Bailey for that matter, what do they say uh, one must do to prepare themselves uh, to, to be uh, receptive uh, uh, to the uh, ageless wisdom? Is there any, anything that they say about what, how we have to develop ourselves? Yes, uh, Alice Bailey wrote 24 books on the subject of how to prepare ourselves for the ageless wisdom. It's not easy. It's not an easy path. Um, I don't suppose anything worth having is really easy of attainment. And certainly the spiritual wisdom that people seek is not going to be handed to one easily or more people would have it. Why is it so hard to gain it? I suppose because... We are so oriented to the outer objective physical plane and coping with life on the outer levels of um, uh, making a living, raising a family, and so on. All of that is wonderful training. I'm not devaluing it. But what happens too often is that our focus is so fixed on that outer aspect of life that we lose touch with the inner. Somehow it seems to me that the more simple or indigenous peoples of the world have a sense and awareness of the connection between the outer and the inner planes. And that's why meditation, as I mentioned, was so emphasized by Patanjali and spiritual reading, learning to see events, people, circumstances as symbolic of something um, more intangible and instructive. Why do things happen to us try to get back to the cause and not just stay focused on the outer aspect. I think one more thing that uh, we need to develop today is silence. Many of the old mystery schools emphasize the need for silence. Pythagoras' school in Cretona required that the aspirant who entered the school had to be silent for two years. I couldn't have done it. My mother used to have to set a timer on the stove when I was a little girl that would last about 15 minutes, and I could hardly stand it. Good for broadcasting, anyway. I'd never make it in in Pythagoras' school. What are some other requirements? Well, I mean, if, if you're talking about the path itself, then we run into all kinds of things that uh, having have to do with the glamours that we create and the illusions that we walk around with and it needs I think we've we've talked about these quite frequently on this program but um, maybe we should talk about them some more because uh, they are very uh, necessary and I think there today is a case in point where uh, we have become particularly in this society We've become so materially oriented that it's become a big distraction 
and a deflex uh, human consciousness uh, away from the um, inner studies in the inner planes. And that's why meditation of uh, like uh, Patanjali's uh, techniques of the yoga, uh, yoga sutras are so important because it provides a, a study and a way and a path that uh, we can <coughs> that directs our consciousness away from these ex- emphasis on materialism. The the books of Alice Bailey make an uh, interesting comment about the ageless wisdom that it resides in three different areas of human experience depending on our basic temperaments and makeup. We've talked about the rays, the seven rays, and we're not all alike. The first ray spiritual aspirant is more drawn to, what is it, uh, masonry, she says. Religion is the path to the ageless wisdom for the second ray aspirant on the ray of love wisdom and education. The development of the mind is the um, path for the aspirant on the third ray. The idea of masonry is interesting as a repository of what they call ancient landmarks that... um, are traditionally associated with the ageless wisdom, and they all reside in masonry. Whether or not the followers of masonry understand them, they're there. Mm-hmm. The path, the yeah. access to masonry, the inner mystery. <coughs> masonry is one of those that's supposed to undergo a revival uh, and a, an upsurge and a transformation, I think, in the next mm-hmm. uh, few uh, generations. I made a mistake. I said education. I meant esotericism. Sorry. Masonry, religion, and esotericism, the esoteric strain of um, spiritual aspiration are the three avenues to the age of wisdom. Okay. And, right. And there's an interesting book by Foster Bailey, who was Alice Bailey's husband, called The Spirit of Masonry. He was a mason himself, and he has written very extensively about the need to for the to return to the spiritual roots of masonry which involves the rituals and the symbols and really understanding the spiritual roots of that uh, those rituals and symbols and the uh, I'm not a mason myself but uh, uh, it, it any mason would understand what that is and it goes back because he says masonry is a symbol of an inner and spiritual reality and the true religion of mankind. So, I mean, that's uh, another part of the ageless wisdom that uh, is due to uh, be revealed again uh, in the near future. I think the idea of landmarks being left for humanity is interesting because we're never left without a guide, no matter how dark a time we might live in. And um, those landmarks, those guidelines are there. I mean, the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali have been around for thousands of years and have always been available. Great sacred uh, teachings have always been uh, available to us. We have to make the decision to pursue them and to follow that path that is depicted so visibly in masonry. But... Too often the intellect gets in the way, I think, for a lot of people. 
we have to develop our minds and that's I suppose the glory of the present time that man has developed the powers of the mind to such a wonderful extent we've put someone on the moon we've cured uh, so many illnesses that used to limit the lifespan so much more than today and um, that's all to the glory of man but at the same time that development of the mind I think in a way can become a block not because the mind itself is the block but it fosters in the person who has a developed mentality a sense of being so individual so independent and that sense of separateness of being a separated individual is probably the major block to the ageless wisdom. It blocks the way towards understanding of the soul. Mm-hmm. And the soul is provides that sense of uh, selflessness, uh, that sense of love and the sense of um, oneness with uh, all, all else, with all other people. And um, <clears throat> it is the very presence of the soul that uh, must come forward, and that's so. Uh, th- th- that's another reason why the, you know the Patanjali's Yoga Sutras are so important, because it carries one beyond the mind. There is a stage beyond the mind called the pure intuition, mm-hmm. and uh, this is the next stage that, for human mental development, is to bring through the pure intuition which is not the same as the hunch or the, uh, the what they call the woman's intuition or the, the um, <coughs> lower expression, but it's a much higher stage where there is no longer this sense of the self or the, the selfish individual self. I think there's um, a lot to be said for developing that selflessness because it frees up the mind to probe an area that potentially called the rain cloud of knowable things, which is the wisdom that is available to man if his capacity is developed through meditation, through service, through spiritual aspiration, to access it via the intuition. But as long as one is striving to be an uh, independent, uh, distinctive, um, separated individual being, there isn't that uh, capacity to recognize the inner realm of the soul, as you say. Maybe that's why we're told to be babes in Christ. I, I think the New Testament speaks of the need to be babes in Christ. To me, what that means is to to develop the simplicity and humility that enable one to um, dedicate all one's resources to spiritual development without any sense of pride or of um, personal um, conquest or of gaining any particular glory for the separated self. Yes, and as long as that there is the emphasis on the self and on the little ego, then you will be kind of stuck at that level. And uh, <clears throat> I, was, I was thinking also that an ideal way of getting behind symbolism to the core idea that's behind every symbol is the uh, bringing forward of the intuition because that's where the ideas lie. The true idea behind every symbol lies at that level of the higher intuition. 
Please take advantage of the special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that is the book, The Golden Thread. The Golden Thread is really what we've been talking about today in the sense that we're talking about the Ageless Wisdom, and the Ageless Wisdom is what's written about by Natalie Banks, longtime student of Alice Bailey, in her book, The Golden Thread. So if you'd like the Golden Thread at the discount, discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling, send $6 to Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, send the $6 check or money order to Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And also, if you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason, give us a call on our toll-free number, which is one 695 You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, Let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You're sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a McCafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that?